Welcome back, everyone. I believe this is episode 27, which is kind of crazy. We're almost nearing 30, so it's been a long time coming. And today we have my good friend Tara Gilman on, and she is a badass bitch. I think that the only way to do justice is for you to introduce yourself, Tara. So tell us all the things, you know, what do you do? How long have you done it? And like all the special little things you do about like your volunteer work, just all of it. Go for it. Sure. I'm, I'm going to say thank you for that compliment. Uh, badass bitch. I will take it. And I want to acknowledge both of you. First of all, for your podcast, which is also badass and such an honor for being on with both of you ladies. So thank you for that. So like Allison said, my name is Tara Gilman. I am from Dutchess County, New York, which is located between Albany and New York City. It's where I grew up. I'm a yoga teacher at our local yoga studio, Firefly Yoga, which you may have heard on the podcast before. And so I've been teaching at Firefly Yoga for seven years. I am over 500 hours trained. So um, my first 200 hours was with Bhakti, which is the discipline and more of the religious study of yoga. So I'm grateful to have started my yoga training in that area. So you know, my 200 hours bhakti with Sandra Loring and Raghunath Kapo from the area. And then the rest of my 300 hours was actually done through Baptiste yoga. So I had done quite a few trainings uh, through Baptiste yoga and the Baptiste foundation and earned another 300 hours there. So in yoga, you never, you never stop learning just like We're in always life. The- the student life, teachers are always, always a student. The student. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I feel even when I teach and I have students in front of me, I am still the student. They're so teaching true. me something. So yeah, so it's kind of, it just works both ways. And, and I'm so grateful for stepping into that role several years ago. And um, now in uh, my other life, my, my other job, I am a teaching assistant uh, across the river in Newburgh City School District. So um, God bless you. I know, I know. (laughs) But this this is what happened during this pandemic. This is what I needed to do. This is the calling that I felt. And I decided to step into this role. And so far, so good. I'm learning a lot of things. I feel that these kids that have been going through something that they didn't ask for, need Mm -hmm. all the support that they possibly can get. And the teachers are one aspect of it, but I believe that the teachers also need support. So here I am in my teaching assistant role. I love that. Yes. Yeah. So that's where I am right now. So we wanted to have you on kind of talk about so Tara, you've been sober for over 10 years, right? Wasn't it 10 so years actually, recently? it's been eight years. So, okay, so February, yeah, very close. February 3rd, 2013 is my sober date from alcohol. It's the day this. that I woke Congratulations. up. Thank you. Thank you. I am every time I say that number and every year that goes by, 
I am completely blown away by myself. You know, like I just have to give myself a pat on the back. It's, it's extremely hard. It's a hard thing to give up. Um, especially Mm -hmm. since it's so socially acceptable, it's a hard thing to give up. Um, but eight years ago on February 3rd, 2013, I, I woke up and said to myself, I do not drink anymore. So instead of giving up alcohol, I had to kind of shift my perspective and shift my wording around it. Um, to stay grounded in what my intention was by saying that I do not drink anymore. I do not. What are you going to gain? Yeah. What am I going to gain? Right. So what led up to that actually, and I love talking about this. Um, so many, many years of partying, 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 partying overboard. Um, you know, every time I picked up alcohol, it was probably going to be to the point of no return. There was some nights that I was able to go out for a couple of glasses of wine with some friends, return home. Everything's all good. But I'd have to say more times than not, it was to get drunk and to numb, you know, numb my anxiety, numb thoughts that I didn't want to think of, uh, just numb anything that I didn't really want to deal with in real life. So that's a a way to escape, escapism, escape, medicate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, so alcohol was my medication for many, many years, Um, you know, amongst other things, but alcohol was the main thing. I, I do come from a long line of alcoholism in my family. Ugh, so, same sis. Yeah. So it, it was easy, you know, as much as I tried to avoid it and say, no, that's not me. It was me. Mm-hmm. And it took the love of my life to point that out. Mm. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the love of my life, I'm still with to this day is actually the one that opened my eyes to things that were quite ugly, actually. And it took brutal honesty and almost the loss of this love, who my husband, Lee, to really open my eyes to what I needed to change or I would lose everything. And that was February 2nd, that hard conversation being told that something had to change or, or else, you know, we would change. And then February 3rd, I woke up and since then I haven't had a drop of alcohol. Well, I first want to say congratulations because Thank you. Um, as somebody that imbibes probably more than maybe the average person, although I have to give myself credit where it's due. I don't do it nearly as much as I did in my early twenties. I'm not like going out and blacking out ever anymore, but I definitely like drink wine more days than I don't have wine, but it's like two glasses. And we've read this book quit like a woman. So I know that that's like not 
that's not like a thing to be like patting myself on the back for, but I'm like, I'm not doing what I used to do. So uh, you're better than you were. (laughs) I'm still drinking more than I should in a, in a seven day period. But can I be really blunt and ask you like, as somebody that has decided to be sober, like a a question without, okay, I'm just going to ask you. And if you don't want to answer, we'll just Just go for it. (laughs) My question is, do you feel there's a distinction or what would you say from your experience is the distinction between somebody who, um, you know, I don't know if you identify as an alcoholic, but you've chosen mm-hmm. not to consume alcohol, right? So mm-hmm, somebody right. who identifies as an alcoholic versus somebody who's highly irresponsible mm, and just drinks question. themselves to obliteration, but like doesn't do it for the sake of numbing and just is irresponsible, I guess would be my question. And if there isn't a distinction, that's a valid answer. If you have no idea, that's also valid if we don't need to go down this road. But like, as I was listening yeah. to you, I'm like, how do you, how do you know? Like, um, how, yeah, I'm going to stop talking and let sure. you actually no, that's respond. Okay. So I, I get where you're going with that. And yeah, I, I feel that alcohol is, is used for numbing in general. I mean, you know, people come home from work after a long ass day, um, they, they come home, they can sit and have a glass of wine and they're fine, but in some way it's actually numbing them and, and, you know, allowing them to feel good in that brief moment while they're, they're sipping on their wine. Like somebody smokes a cigarette, somebody does something else, you know, somebody smokes a cigar. Uh, I feel there's all of that. There's some type of medicating or numbing, you know, in that aspect. It, it, or in escapism. that moment. Yeah. 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 Escapism. For me, it was a habit. It was like I was mm-hmm. reaching for alcohol all the time. I would come home, I would fill my glass of wine, I would start to cook dinner. I would sit down, I'd have another glass of wine. You're out socially with friends. You, you know, you're going and ordering wine. It it just, it was like bad habits. I felt like I was reaching for it all the time. Like all the time. It wasn't even just about numbing. It was actually more of a really bad habit. And of course, that in the process, it was numbing everything. And of course, I was feeling great until I wasn't feeling so great. And right. a lot of nights there was a, there's a switch sometimes. So with alcoholics, I feel there is a switch in us, a personality yeah. switch where you could be having a great time, which I feel a lot of people can go out and do and have a few drinks, great time, laughing, smiling, you know, um, able to have a conversation without slurring their words, which was a big thing for me. And then there's some of us, the rest of us addicts or alcoholics where the switch would happen and the personality would change. And they're like anger or sadness, slurring of words, you know? So I, I feel that's the difference between somebody who's irresponsible, still having a good time, can have a few drinks. And then there's addict or alcoholism. And I think that, I think the switch is, is the difference. I can see that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then of course the blackouts and yeah i mean blackout yeah. is a problem yeah anyone that's blacking out while they're drinking definitely is a problem and yeah sure that's happened to me a few times oh there's, same there's been many sunday mornings waking up and trying to piece together what happened the night before and and that's scary that that was scary and that sucked so like i know lee came to you and said you know like hey you need to change mm-hmm. this otherwise i'm out do mm-hmm. you think that that was like strong enough for you to say to yourself like all right i'm going to take back my life or did you feel like you needed something internally as well well, of course it took something internally. So Lee, um, so my husband, we've been together for 25 years now. And over the course of our, our dating, uh, you know, we used to party together, we've had grand old times um, and it just got worse for me and, and less for him. So um, not so much partying for him and I just partied more. So he's had this conversation with me over the course of, of so many years, so many times. And I don't know what it was exactly about that night that did it, but whatever was in his eyes and whatever was in his words is, is I, I heard it loud and clear. Mm. And I think that something was also happening to me internally, where if I didn't make this change for myself in this yeah. moment, then I, I was about to lose everything, including myself. So, yes. So there was definitely something internally. I, I, I believe that internally I had the trust in myself, the commitment, and I I believe that I could do it this time. That's what it was. I believe that I actually could do it this time. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank Um, you. You're welcome. You're just, I've told you, badass bitch. Was the process as hard as you thought it was going to be? Or do you think it was because you knew then that this is what you wanted? Mm-hmm. It was, it yeah. was like, it wasn't as hard. Like, do you feel like it would have been harder if you had started and stopped several times? Cause I know a few people who struggle with that. Like they'll go to yeah. AA. Right. Um, did you use AA? Did you use any tools? No. So I didn't use any 12 step program. I didn't go through any type of rehabilitation. Uh, I literally stopped and I, I gave it up. I was no longer a drinker. Their alcohol was no longer in my life. So I was able to do it on my own. And I it's like you changed your identity. Yes, exactly. And this, if I'm doing the math, you started yoga about a year into your sobriety. Correct. Yes, nice. absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah. So I did it on my own. I had the support of a great group of people around me. That's super important. No matter where mm-hmm. you are in your journey, having the right circle of friends. It, the only thing that was a struggle for me was being social because it was just so comfortable to have a drink in hand go out and meet people at your, you know, the pub or a restaurant and order your glass of wine or a beer. And for me, I had to stay out of that for a period of time until I was comfortable in my own skin, doing what I was doing. And then I, until you were strong enough. Exactly. And then I slowly stepped back into the social scene, learning how to do it without alcohol. 
God bless you. Mm. I mean, my partner doesn't drink, so Mm -hmm. he's really good being social and not drinking or bringing like a Pellegrino or something like that with him. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Same. (laughs) So, and like when I hang out with him, like Friday night, we went to a friend's house and there was a bunch of people there Mm -hmm. and everyone had some cocktails and stuff. And I, I brought a kombucha because when I hang out with him, I don't like to drink either because the last guy I was dating would drink and I would be sober and it was like annoying almost. Mm -hmm. So I know that like, if I get drunk and he's not drunk, it's going to be annoying to him. Like the last time I think that happened was punch through me a birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little, a little drunk, a little, a little buzz, not feeling it. He was not into it at all. <laughs> At all, he was like, "It's You're too hard drunk. for the other person." <laughs> it's it's certainly hard for the other person, and I get that now. Yeah, that's why I, I don't like to drink around him. You know, and I I can't imagine what I looked like to my husband. You know, um, some some crazy nights. It, it's not pretty. You know, so, so if you're in a relationship where one's doing one thing and the other's not, yeah, it can get a little, it can get a little weird and a little uncomfortable. And and now that I'm on the other side of it, it's almost like observing my friends get past the point of no return. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little annoying. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know. But, but I'm accepting of it because I've been there, you know? Mm -hmm. Same. No judgment. No judgment. No, never. I I can't. I have no right. I'm curious as to how, you know, like, it just sounds like you just made the conscious decision and you were like, that's it. You know, like it's. I did. I did. Which is really amazing. It's not for everybody, you know, and I I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of people struggle um, getting sober. Yeah. And um, there's some times where I'm like, well, why can't they just do what I did? you know, and and I don't know what else I have in me. I I, I don't know if there, maybe I didn't have a chemical addiction. I'm not sure what it was and how I was able to do it. So I can't like scientifically explain why it was just so easy for me, but it happened. And, and, and that's my journey. And I'm not complaining about it one, (laughs) one bit, but I do acknowledge people that go through 12 step and and they have to go to daily AA meetings. And, you know, these people are are on their own journey and they're trying and they're doing their best. And, and I admire all of that. What would be some tips and tricks that you would have for (laughs) tips and tricks? (laughs) I'm like, I love that we're talking. It's like, so cash. It's like the tips and tricks not drinking alcohol of not drinking alcohol yeah I mean because you do you know know yourself do you actually know yourself socially without the drink in hand you know Mm -hmm. are you comfortable and and that's where I had to um I had to meet myself again I had to really see who I was without that part of my life there. And I was like, are people going to like me? Uh, Am I going to be able to hold a conversation with people um, without, Mm. you know, getting a buzz? 
Am I going to be able to meet new people? Like there is just, or am I going to be judged because I'm not drinking? So there was a lot of, there was a lot of self-inquiry going on at that time, but you know what? I, like I said, I made my choice. I had to walk into a setting. Mm -hmm. I'd order a Coke. So my crazy nights out are having a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what? What I actually love is restaurants and bars that serve mocktails. Yeah. Like fancy Mm -hmm. ass mocktails that taste delicious, that don't Mm -hmm. make me feel like you know, I have to order like a water with lemon or a Pepsi that I can order like a Moscow mule without al- alcohol. So that's a big to, thing for me. I'll have so to take I'm, you to Japanga. Uh, sorry. Ooh, yeah. Page, in Boulder, right. they make the best mocktails, but go page ask. Well, I was just, I'm curious, like what your experience has been like in terms of whether or not people have been judgmental. I imagine it's kind of a mixed bag. And then I was just going to comment that I have a few friends that are sober and honestly, I couldn't care less other than like being supportive, but the, it's like, sometimes I feel uncomfortable, like drinking in front of them. Like I'm somehow going to up- upset them. And like, that's something mm-hmm. I've had to get over. It's like, it's not my choice, right? Like if they mm-hmm. didn't want to be around me imbibing in whatever I do, then they didn't have to. And they it's like, I don't have to decide for them if they're comfortable or not, I guess is what I'm saying. So like, that's something where I'm curious what your experience has been in that world. And like, do you think what I experienced with my sober friends is like that a normal thing that you hear or what? Yeah. Um, so, so let that go. Of course, like you choose to go out, <laughs> you choose to have a good time. That's your deal. Um, people that choose to go out and not drink, that's their deal. And if they're not comfortable in that setting, they can certainly walk themselves out the door and go home. Like I said, I've had to avoid places and people at certain times. And that was my choice. And I've also been in settings um, where I've been around a whole bunch of, you know, people that are drinking and having a great time. If I feel uncomfortable, have a great night, guys. I'm going home. I'm going to sleep. See you later. Um, yeah. So never feel bad about people that aren't drinking and drinking in front of them. Like that's their choice, you know, um, or not. Maybe it's something that they need to do, but then sure. maybe they shouldn't be out in that in that type of environment either. So I feel at times that with some of my social circles that I wasn't asked a lot, you know, to participate in dinners or parties or going out because people were nervous that I would be uncomfortable in those settings. So there was a lot of missed opportunity back in the day while we were all kind of shifting around and feeling it out um, because this was all new to everybody that I was, Tara was no longer drinking, you know, because of course Tara, she's coming to the party, she's drinking, you know, but this was all new to not only myself, but to everybody around me. So a lot of people were uh, walking on, you know, eggshells around me for a long period of time. And then I I, I said, stop, like, stop. Please ask me to come to these functions. Girlfriends ask me to go out, stop walking on eggshells around me. I will choose whether or not it's right for me. Right. And that makes sense. I'm like listening to you talk and I'm like, I don't think I would ever not invite 
one of my sober friends, I would just maybe feel a need to be like, by the way, like we're planning on hanging out and playing drinking games and I want you to be there. But like, I also want you to know what you're walking into. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's great. Yeah. Communication. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I've, um, I don't know. I mean, eight years down the road, I, I have no problem going out. I'll meet you at the, the closest bar and I'll hang out with you. Uh, most bars have some great food, which is my favorite thing. So I have no problem hanging ooh, ooh, out ooh, in ooh. any type of environment, uh, just as long as there's like food or, um, you know, some good drinks for, for non-alcoholics. That makes sense. Sorry, hold on, I'm like, my coworker I probably, just came in. Like, Keep I going, could probably afford, I could afford to consume more food calories if I stopped drinking so much wine. Oh, <laughs> talk about afford. I mean- Think of the money that is saved, um, you know, from, from not, from not going out and, and drinking so much either. That was um, a big thing, do you, you know? Do you know Sam, um, who I think also goes to Firefly? Sure do. My yeah, friend. We, yes. We had her on the podcast a few episodes ago and we mm-hmm. were talking to her. She's like, I want you to look at what you spend your money on. And I was like, um, wine. Oh my God. <laughs> Sam like, just likes that. to call everyone out. yes oh my god if sam knew what i spent on like cupcakes and food she yeah she'd be like no sam no girl do you do edibles yes you're gonna have to okay here's the deal tara i'm gonna give you a code when i develop it on my website in the next hour for my company's new edibles kit so you can make edible edibles at home with my company's stuff that's, That's awesome. amazing. Did yeah, you ever send so- any to Nelly Punch? Sure oh. didn't. <laughs> well, her address I is in to the, connect with the Instagram. Yeah, it's in the Instagram. I asked for it. It's in the For uh, the Love of Punchinello. Didn't see yeah. it. I'll get on there. Tara knows Nelly too. She's really good friends with Nelly her. Nelly would love. Uh, yeah. Nelly's made some things too. So, um, yes. So I actually... So, so there's the, the part where it gets a little weird about saying sober, right? Like sober from what? Yes, let's I'm talk sober about from, it. I'm sober from alcohol. I'm not sober from edibles or THC edibles. or, mar- mm. you know what I mean? Or marijuana. Like it's not, I'm not addicted to that. I no. feel that if I'm going to have a little fun, it's going to be that. And yeah. Uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And I feel good about it. And it's like legal in New York now. So I can say that out loud. Yup. You sure can. And we're from Colorado. So, yes, (laughs) so good. So good. Yeah. And it, and it's like, it's a special occasion kind of thing for me. Cause I still, after so many years of being in control, still like to be in control. But I feel sometimes that I'm so on point all the time. It, it, it's exhausting. So we'll that's send- where, so there's some days where I'm like, I just don't want to be on point all the time. And, and that's yeah. where that comes in. And that relaxes me. And then there's my yoga. There's mm-hmm. my yoga and my physical fitness and the mega and all the other things that I have gotten myself into <laughs> since being sober from alcohol. I got Paige to come to and do the mega with me. Now she loves <laughs> it. She loves it. She's addicted. Is that LaGree? That's LaGree, baby. Girl, I have a climbing class at 445 and LaGree at 530 today. 
I have Legree at 5.30 today too with Sally. Sweat with uh, Sally. So yeah, so there. that's my sober journey, uh, girls. I mean, like I... I um, so what's the what's the best thing about being sober now? Oh, uh, my experiences that I, I, I get to have each and every single day and remember them all and I'm clear and I don't have to think back on... Any, I am so present to each and every moment in my life for the pa- the past eight years. It's my experience, my experience in life. Eyes that. open, seeing everything. The power yeah. of now. Yes. And I can't imagine all the things that I've missed, you know, before that, before that, but I don't regret, I don't regret anything in the past because everything in the past has, you know, made me who I am right now. So I have no regrets of, of what I've done. Yeah. You're just, you go yeah. right. Isn't she awesome? Mm-hmm. You, sorry, you that can't. was so like apathetic. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's kicked cancer's ass twice. I have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In the I midst of kicked- all of this. Yes. Yes. I mean, talk about medicating and numbing the pain. Um, yeah. It's probably good that you stopped consuming all the alcohol sugars for that. Well, yeah. So, so my second bout with cancer was breast cancer, uh, diagnosed in 2019 and my surgery was pre pandemic. And then my treatment was during the pandemic last year. So yes, I was clear and present then. My first bout with cancer was back in 2003. It was ovarian cancer and not so present back then. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm just so grateful for, for both of those experiences as well. And, and again, who they've made me today. And yes, kick cancer's ass is, is the best way to to say it. And, and I'm proud to be oh, a yeah. cancer survivor twice. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love you, Tara. You're Congratulations. You. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Oh, girl. <laughs> yoga, yoga changed my life. Yoga yeah. and running changed my life. And, and I, I feel that having an addictive personality that same addiction to running when I first stopped drinking and then my addiction to yoga is what has now created my healthy lifestyle. Oh, yeah. much more balanced these days than at first, but Same. that's what's really created my healthy lifestyle right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People think that I'm a little intense or a little crazy, as Paige said, for having like those routines and those non-negotiables, but, but- 5 it holds me, yeah, it holds me accountable and mm-hmm. keeps me, like you said, like I have an addictive personality as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so highly regimented and yoga saved my life too. And it's mm-hmm. funny because Deepak, who I did my Reiki training with, he told me that all of my vices would just fall away one day. And they pretty much have, like, I barely drink, like I haven't drank since I was in Mexico. So that was like a month ago. Good for you. I know. Thanks. You know, I was talking to Tyler the other night about we're going away to the casino next weekend for mm-hmm. like work is Don Juan, us. bitch. It's Don Juan. 
well, he could be Tyler now, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's Don Juan, bitch. <laughs> Don Juan. Love it. Everybody's going to be like, who the fuck Who's is Tyler? Tyler? Okay. So Don Juan and I are going away and he was like, you know, we were talking about it yesterday and talking about like drinking and part of me wants to. And then part of me is like, I really don't want to because of like, I want to wake up and like go to the gym on Sunday morning and like do all these things. But then like, I'm going to be with all my coworkers. It's like such a fine line and how punch was saying earlier, like you just kind of feel bad, you know? And like, I was saying, I don't want to be that annoying girl, but he was, he really doesn't mind. He was like, you're not annoying when you drink, when you drink. And I was like, well, he hasn't seen, except on my birthday. That was, I was annoying. Um, and Christmas Eve. <laughs> okay. But Christmas Eve, Don Juan was not in the picture. So. Uh, Allo was on another level of Christmas Eve. I was that, with Don Juan's like, mother. It, he was with Don Juan's mom who wow. does drink a lot for sure. Okay. I can get that if you want. All yeah. right. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so, so he understands, this is where I was going with this. He understands my regimented yoga and like my routines because he does the same thing because he comes from a family of addiction as well. Like both of our moms, you know, and like my, my dad comes from a family of alcoholics and he also tries to keep himself regimented because it, it kind of prevents you from doing anything else. But also Deepak told me that my weed was going to fall away. And I like barely smoke these days. It's like crazy. Yeah, I know Tara, you know, I used to like hit my, I used to like smoke my blunt as I was walking into yoga. (laughs) I feel like it's a conversation I often have with Aloe. She's like, Oh, I'm good to drive. I'm like, you just had a massive blunt. She's like, I've been doing this since I grew up. I'm like, that might make you feel better, but it does not right. make me feel better. <laughs> like I was smoking before I learned how to drive. <laughs> I I was too. Yes, that was that was a big thing. That was the first thing that I did. And I used to be quite the stoner back in the day. And I wish that I had stuck to it. <laughs> and that was the only thing, but then I was mm-hmm. introduced to alcohol and, and at yeah. 16 years old. And then it was, you know, it was kind of all downhill from there because it's just so easy, but yes, I get it. But you climbed I, back up girl. You're out. Climbed right back up and out of that hole. And I'm never going to go back in it. You yes. go girl. Yeah. Yeah. Punch, it's, not, do you it's, have? it's not fun. Um, Punch, do you have your cards? I have my spell casting oracle cards, which we did last week. And then I have my archetypes. Uh, do your spell casting. So while we wait for Punch to get her cards, where can <laughs> everyone find you on Instagram? Oh, sure. On Instagram, Moonchild Yoga is my Instagram handle. Um, nice. I think I it's like moon.childs.yoga. Moon, right? Yes. Yes, I'm not sure of the exact, but yes, that sounds about right. I'm just creeping. And I would love a follow. I love to share. Mm-hmm. I share, share when the I best feel stuff. that I have something to share, and then it might be, and then it might resonate for somebody else in their life, you know, their feelings or. So I usually wait. I don't post often, but when I do, it's. It, you know, it's, it's coming straight from the heart, you know, it's meaningful. Thank you. Usually it takes true. me a couple tries to write it out too. I wish it was a little bit, 
Oh, it's not easy. More of a flow. But when I write, of course, the perfectionist in me comes out and I have to edit and make sure that it sounds great. I, I wish I wish that part of me would change. I, I wish the, <sighs> um, the, you know what I'm saying. But again, that's who I am. So yeah, don't ever change it. It's perfect. Don't ever change it. We were just saying where we can find Tara while you got your cards, Miss Punchy. Perfect. All right, Tara, left, right, or middle? Middle. Ooh. Ooh. Prosperity. Ooh. Answer card. This woman is very pretty. What's this one say? Yeah. All right, prosperity. Magical guidance. It's been a long, hard slog. It's funny. It's been a long, hard slog, and you've wondered if you'll ever reap the benefits you've worked so diligently for. As you face financial mm-hmm. responsibility, a little extra cash would certainly be very welcome at this time. Remain calm and courageous, for your constant worry and concerns are about to be the, a thing of the past. As a successful and flourishing circumstance beckons, the energy of affluence surrounds you, signaling that opulence and financial success is yours for the taking. Wealth is knocking on your door and asks you to invite in a little luxury for this is a most prosperous time. Oh, yes. I needed that. Damn. (laughs) Luxury. Love that word. Me too. Prosperity. I love that word even more. Yeah. Yeah. This woman is so pretty. Oh, she is so pretty. Look at her. Look at her little outfit. She's super pretty. Oh. Oh, well, thanks so much for coming on Tara. And I just love you. And hopefully if anyone has any questions, just reach out to Tara. I'm just going to volunteer her. Um, Absolutely. If I I could like support anybody or hold space for anybody in in a similar journey, I I would love to be that person. Yes. And go take, is Firefly still doing virtual yoga? Yes. So Firefly is doing um, virtual yoga. So Firefly Fishgill, you can find us on MindBody, fireflyfishgill.com, our website. So virtual yoga. And of course, if you're in the New York area, you can come in and drop in and do a class in either our Fishgill or Poughkeepsie studio. I love that. We have two studios. Girls, I thank you both so much for inviting me on uh, to your podcast and having people take a listen to my story and, and hopefully get something out of it, be the change, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it was so fun. And thank you for joining us and guys don't hesitate to reach out to her on Instagram. And then as always remember to rate review, subscribe and share with your friends because that helps us keep being able to do this each week. Yes. Thank you guys so much. And Tara, we love you.